0: Welcome to the Diary of an Apartment Investor Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Briscoe, with Streamline Capital and the Tribe of Titans. So today I want to talk about raising capital and raising capital specifically from accredited investors. Now, there's a lot of reasons why I think it's important to be able to market to accredited investors. Now, looking by the numbers, I saw some recent stats and i don't know if they're true or not but i i saw that 90% of the us population is not accredited okay and to be accredited you have to have a million dollar net worth or a $200,000 salary for at least the last 2 years right um and the expectations to get that same salary this year okay so most people do not meet that criteria and consequently most people when they're getting started don't know a lot of accredited investors all right so when we start out you know one of the big questions we we ask is how can i Market to more accredited investors. And there's lots of good reasons for it. I mean, the SEC, when you look at 506B, you're limited to the amount of non accredited investors you can bring in. You can bring in an unlimited amount of accredited investors into a 506B syndication. And same for a 506C syndication, unlimited amount of accredited investors, but only 35 non accredited investors and only in. 506B syndications. So, obviously, the more accredited investors we have, the better for one reason. And for another reason, I mean, accredited investors have more income than non accredited investors, or and they have more net worth. And therefore, they're typically able to invest larger amounts or invest more frequently. You know, so that's a second reason, and probably the more convincing of the two reasons to have a lot of accredited investors on your investor list and people that you have relationships with. Now today, I'm gonna share a tip that I learned from Edmund Chen. So shout out to him, I think he's a great guy, lives in Toronto, a former Canadian military guy, and he shows up to my weekly networking group almost every single week. And then, in, in just in case you guys don't know about it, Fridays, 1 p.m. Eastern, you know, whatever time that translates to to your time zone. But every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern, we have a networking group where it's just a bunch of people talking about multifamily. It's kind of like speed dating for multifamily investing. Okay, so but I was in a breakout group with him, and he was talking about, you know, how to. Connect better with accredited investors. And he was speaking specifically of high net worth investors, you know, and typically when you get into, you know, higher net worth brackets, people's tastes start to change. They can afford kind of some of the luxuries of the world, all right? They can afford to kind of geek out on certain things. Like uh, one thing that Edmund was specifically talking about was fine art, you know, and he has put a lot of effort into learning fine art, so he can have discussions about fine art. So if he's at an art gallery and meets somebody who's an art nerd, so to speak, they can nerd out on art and they can talk about different, different artists, different paintings, different sculptures, different pieces of art, and he can talk on that level and build a relationship with somebody on that level. Anyway, he told me about this and I started thinking about it. I'm like, man, he's right. And guess what? I've always liked watches, all right? It's something that when I was younger, I used to buy the most expensive looking watch for the cheapest price I could, you know, $100, $200, $300, $400 for a watch. I tried to find the one that looked like the most expensive watch possible, and at the time, I didn't have money. I didn't have a whole lot of money to spend on watches. I mean, speaking of watches, I mean, I'll nerd out on it a little bit. When I was when I was in the military, any watch that I would wear would break. You know, I had a watch my wife had gifted me, and sure enough, you know, wore it to work one day and psh, came home broken. But so when I was active duty, I never wore nice watches. So for twenty years, I always wanted to wear a nice watch, but you know, didn't really have much of an opportunity because of the nature of my job. So when he started talking about this, I started thinking watches. And I've done a whole lot of research on watches. And you can buy watches, you know, when you, when you get into the the nice wa- luxury watches, $1,000 up to, you know, a couple of million dollars on some of these watches, right? But What I started doing is learning about the watches, you know, different brands, different styles of watches, you know, and different materials that are used in the watchmaking and the different mechanisms and whatnot. And eventually bought my own, you know, bought my first piece of my collection. And now it's something that when I'm at a conference, if I see somebody with an expensive watch, we usually have a conversation about watches, you know, and especially if there's somebody who collects watches. We have a conversation about collections, right? And so, so something that I've, I've come to realize after, you know, nerding out a little bit on watches, is people who have enough money to spend ten or twenty or thirty thousand dollars on a watch, will typically have enough money to put fifty thousand dollars into your investment. So it's one indicator, you know, when you're walking around, it's one indicator of somebody that has or at least once had money. So like I said, for just as an indicator, it's something that if you learn how to recognize things like really nice or expensive watches, all right, you can almost immediately recognize somebody who's got money to invest. And number two, if you know a little bit about the nice watches, you can strike up a conversation, all right? At a a Jake and Gino event a couple of months ago, this was November, I saw somebody with a watch called a Royal Oak on. It's about a $30,000, $40,000 watch, and guess what? We started a conversation about watches there on the spot. He told me about his collection. I've got one nice watch. I showed him my Omega Seamaster, and we've actually had several conversations later about watches specifically. Right? Will he ever invest? Maybe, but end of the day there's lots of different things. So, when we're dealing with with accredited investors, we're talking about high net worth individuals. You know, it's nice to have a couple of cards up your sleeve or a couple of tools in your toolbox to be able to talk, you know. For some people, it's luxury cars, you know, a lot of people like, you know, if if you know your BMW, your Mercedes models or whatever or anyway, think about some of the things that you can talk about with accredited investors with and get smart about it, you know, hobbies or whatever. Now I'm not saying run out and buy something that you can't afford. Okay. That's not what I'm saying. But if you're like me and you like watches for an example, go out and buy yourself a nice watch and it can be a conversation starter. And I've actually had several people look at my watch. It's it's kind of a it's kind of a unique model. I've had several people start conversations with me based on my watch alone. So, anyway, didn't really want to make this about watches, but that's kind of what it turned into. You can have similar conversations like like Edmund talked about about art. You know if you're at a fine art gallery or if you're at a gala or something like that, but find something if you don't have something already that you can get really smart at and you can talk about that is likely to be of interest to you know accredited investors or the high net worth investors and that's going to help you start conversations build relationships and start conversations about things that aren't multifamily something that you can talk with them on 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 par and anyway, that's it for today. Just my my really quick tip on reaching some of the high net worth investors and starting conversations. You know, so far it's worked for me. I've owned a you know really nice watch. Like I said, Omega Seamaster. It's the James Bond edition, which is, is a really cool watch. And since it's the James Bond edition, like I said, it's kind of a unique one. People will see my watch and ask me about it. But have something like that where you can start conversations with me. Thanks for listening to the Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast by the Tribe of Titans. If you're still listening, you obviously liked it. So go ahead and subscribe to the podcast, leave a five-star rating and review if you haven't already, and then make sure to check out our YouTube channel, which incidentally has a ton of video content that you'll also enjoy and learn from. Now, if you're interested in being on the show,